We are exchanging exotic engrams in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 222 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, sometimes interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And we have a fun episode for you this evening. Several little minor pieces of news about destiny stuff is upon our laps that we can commiserate about, talk about, whatever. You ready for tonight, Sin? It's right now, Sin and Kingsley at the helm. Mm, not literally in the helm. No, that's true. <laughs> Just at the helm of this ship. Helm. I'm. Uh, what I'm, even uh, are we doing? I'm just utilizing a, a bunch of uh, my exotic engrams that have been piling up on my Titan. I used one on my Hunter, and using a lot of my glimmer my ascendant shards my enhancement prisms i'm preparing okay but even to back up what have you done before that in the game uh raid we did a quickie dsc um a couple of people diverse and um darth noodle and soccer kato was there he uh had some I don't know, bike issues or shirtless issues, and he had to bounce for a minute. And then um, me and you, and then there was one more. I'm having a brain malfunction. Uh, diverse, and um, I'll pull up the uh, Magnum something. I got Magnum, look up the, that's it. Yeah. I shout love out. that. Shout I out to that. for you here, Sin. Yeah. yeah, shout out for that. That was fun. And while I'm looking that up, um, I also ran a raid the other night, yesterday evening, um, kind of. Oh, do you know Kingsfall? I'm at 100 clears. Are you? I still Don't haven't gotten 100 clears off of anything. <laughs> deep, deep Stone, that was my 168th clear right there. Uh, um, that was Magnum Luxor. Yeah, was Magnum. the other person. Yeah. Yeah. But we actually, I actually ran Vault of Glass on Wednesday. I was thinking, and anyone who keeps up with how I feel about raids, Ron, I dislike so much that it's lower than Vault of Glass right now. <laughs> so, and maybe because I haven't been running Vault of Glass as much since it was the weekly raid, I'm like, why not? I scheduled a weekly raid on Wednesday, which I may or may not be trying to do more of those going ahead in the future, but that was the rotational raid, meaning, you know, we get the extra loot if you do the challenges, and um, it can be farmed, blah, 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 all that stuff. And uh, it wasn't too bad. We actually did challenges, too, with uh, Metal Mark needed a bunch. Shout out to him, and uh, the only one that we didn't do, you know, anyone who knows Vogue, the second to the last um, 
uh, gatekeeper, you know, it's kind of a pain doing that challenge. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can do it with the stasis. None of us in our crew were really the ones that had done that part before and we didn't feel like figuring it out or switching to stasis. So we're like, whatever, you know, we just won't do that challenge. But, um, all the other ones are very easy. Volta glass and deep stone crypt are definitely still the best two raids to bring newer people into newer into raiding. You can get a good mix of teaching mechanics for whatever level they want to be at. Some people still refuse, like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Okay, fine. We'll try to push you into doing certain mechanics if you want, but if you don't want to, you know, you can do other things. But the mechanics aren't too bad. But more importantly, since it's not the most recent raid, power level does not matter at all. You can run a little more flexibility with the weapons you want, and add control is not extremely hard, where in Ron especially at the end, at control is extremely hard. So not always so good for a newer type of raider. Right. Anyways, I, I missed yeah. that Vogue. I had, to, I had some other things planned I forgot about, and it was in it, and ended up having to bounce uh, earlier that day. Kind of sad I missed it, because it's been a while since I've been into Vault. But I did look while you were chatting there. The most I've got in one raid, clear-wise, is 79, and that's King's Fall. You have more Kingsfall than Deepstone? Uh, Deepstone just got to 65 tonight. Weird. I don't know where yeah. I got all these without you. I'm on 168. Not five, <laughs> but... <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, you do play a lot more than I do, right? Because you can play during the day some, where a I lot guess, of times I'm but busy. Most of my raids are at night. Yeah, I get it. But especially lately and. It's been my life normally chaotic, right? Between work yeah. and kids and stuff. You know, a lot of nights that I want to want to get on, I end up not because of that. But I still not bad for as busy as I am to get seventy nine clears in for that and sixty five in for Deepstone. Oh, of course, and more to come here over the coming weeks, honestly. Yeah, and Root of Nightmares, and I know it's the newest raid, but it is so low compared to my averages. It's down to levels of like Crown of Sorrow. And I loved that raid. We just didn't get a chance to run it as much, especially since they took it away not as long into its lifespan. But um, Rune of Nightmares only have 28 uh, clears. And then... Um, not far behind. I got 19. Yeah. Um, but King's Fall 100, Vow 70, Vault of Glass 111, Deepstone 168, Garden 94, Last Wish 94. So basically 100 on those. And the Crown of Sorrow, 24. Um, Scourge of the Past, 39. Spire of Stars, 11. Eater of Worlds, 53. And Leviathan, 81. You still got me beating all of those. <laughs> so I have two, uh, Spire? two Spire of Stars, two. Just two. Ew, just two. Okay. But again, that was one of the raids when it was out that nobody really wanted to run. And none of us really liked it for what it was until we had to run it for whatever reason. I think it was one of the solstice events or some, some event that they were doing and it kind of pu pushed people into running it and um, gained a little more respect for that raid at that time. Yeah. It was the moments of triumph. Um, and it was like at the end of they kind of, all those raids were like rerunnable. You could farm them. And they did that for like three to six months before they said they were going away. So it was kind of a good, you know, last hurrah for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we have some news to talk about. Let's 
do just some of these quick ones here first. Um, you know, we've talked about the deep dives in the past and how they can be a pain because there's competing things going on. Um, people trying to do tier seven higher rewards, people trying to do the exotic mission, people just trying to get a quick clear. Although it does seem like if you want the catalyst, you probably should go for tier seven also because that gives you a better chance or a guaranteed chance. But still, there's these competing objectives, you know, whatever. People don't touch Tolan and people get mad and then they leave and whatever. But Bungie dropped in the patch notes on Tuesday that joining in progress is enabled for deep dive. What do we think about this? I haven't hopped in. I meant to do some homework. I mean, the the annoying thing is we might would have to run a lot before we would actually see that in person, which I don't want to do. But just in theory, what do you think about it? Do you think that's good, bad, not sure? I mean, I, I think it's going to be good in the long run, or long run right? Uh, just for the simple fact that, you know, if you go and do something that somebody, some blueberry doesn't want to do, right? You don't go a tier seven. You don't do the mission, right? And you just want to go for a clear somebody bounces the likelihood of it backfilling at that point to be able to get three persons to actually clear it would be good and the inverse right you're going for a tier seven and somebody disconnects you don't have to try to two-man it trying to go for that tier seven all the way through hopefully it backfills and you're able to complete it at that point there there are some positives that go along with it i actually think it, this might be even more negative now i'm glad they did this I think it's brilliant. It's a good test. But the deep dives are already so messed up that don't complain, people, or Bungie say, see, we should have never done this because I could have seen the writing on the wall ahead of time. I think it may even be worse than because like, if people are doing some objective and then two people leave and then they had gotten to like closer to Tier 7 because they're not doing the exotic mission and then the people leave... And then two new people join up and they're towards the end and they're like, well, we didn't want to do this. We want to do the exotic mission. And what if you, right? Would you be pissed if you wanted, if you wanted a certain thing and you get put in somewhere weird at the end and you would probably, a lot of people will just bounce then. It could be even worse. People just joining and leaving and joining and leaving. I mean, honestly, if you're going to run an exotic mission or a tier seven at that point, um, you, you're probably going in with a fire team, not just random blueberries. Yeah, yeah, but not really. I actually got my exotic done with random blueberries, and there's still a lot of people that just don't have resources. So I don't know. I just see... Um, I, and I wonder where the join-in-progress goes to. Like, does it literally join-in-progress all the way through the exotic mission? Or I would hope maybe it cuts off like when you enter the ship. Like, if people leave... Because that's where there's a timer part. That'd be chaos if, like, people leave... Not that many people would leave there, but let's just say it happens. You're in the exact mission, you have the timer, and someone leaves, and then it brings in someone else. Uh, that'd be weird. I mean, helpful, I guess, but also weird if someone's already done the exotic mission. Like, I don't want to be here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. I mean, I think there's more upside than there are to negatives. Again, I think that if you're running the higher difficulty stuff, that it won't matter. And you're going to think- be going with a fire team. But not everyone wants to. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be yeah, more negatives and positives, but I haven't cared to go in. Let us know what you think. Look at us. We can have dissenting opinions. And uh, <laughs> let us know. My kids in the background have their opinions. They're they have their yelling at their device right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But as Mr. Monkey and I are thinking, this in no way reflects no one better say, you know, making this a match made event. See, it didn't work out because this is not what we were asking for. We were asking for match made like hero nightfalls and and heroic missions not like the timed mission that we have this season but all the ones in the past you know like the heroic um fix mission and those things and um that's where they need to add matchmaking is these you know not on the master level or the obviously not grandmaster level but kind of like these heroic levels there's no reason or like um the hard version of dares of eternity it would be perfectly fine matchmaking that, especially it being a six-player activity. There would be no issues. People would get it done pretty easily. Yeah, for sure. At least in my opinion. So please bring that. Uh, thinking of you, Mr. Monkey, also. That's our big... Uh, that's bungee, our big, please. That's our big bungee. Please bring matchmaking into more activities. But where Bungie does some interesting things, they do some other interesting things. You want to talk about the economy changes? <laughs> yeah, so my precursor to the conversation, right, was going through and using some of my exotic um, engrams that have been building up on my Titan and getting exotic pieces that I've had that, I've, that are masterworked and just trying to get a better stat roll. And I've been using a lot of my Ascendant uh, Shards and my Glimmer and... I've actually been cleaning it out. I've been pulling stuff from my Postmaster, but Bungie did announce this week that they're going to be raising the cap to Ascendant Shards uh, to 30, Ascendant Alloy to 30, tripling both caps, and doubling Enhancement Prisms going from 50 to 100. But, and I think this is what's causing a lot of chaos that I've seen uh, popping up, they will no longer go to the Postmaster. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I love everything about this, and I'm not a bungee um, shill. You know, Lies. We, we do love the game, and we stick up for a lot of things Bungie does, but when I think things are weird, I'll call it out. But everything about this, except for one small thing, if, if people were following discussions I've had with other people in the past, I was already separating the discussion of, yes, we 10 was enough, but also I think it should be raised a little bit and I called out that I think it would be raised. So um, this isn't just a Gator Please thing. I called out, I knew Bungie would raise it at some point, but I was calling for more like 15 to 20. Um, they raised it to 30. Fine, I think, whatever. Um, I think 10 was enough for the most part, but the, thing, the reason why I liked 15 is because that way you could masterwork like three exotics at a time. You know, there are three each and maybe a set of legendaries. And that'd be 15-ish, and you're good, and then you can build them back up. There needs to be some kind of a limit. Obviously, they shouldn't keep raising them 100, 200, whatever, because no in-game material in other games have high limits. The cheap glimmers and golds do, but end-game currencies always have lower limits um, like this. So I think this is a good thing. And then as a separate discussion, this is really where the discussion is lying now. And I think because this doesn't apply to a lot of people, and then other people think it applies to them, but it, they weren't really, so now they're just jumping on the bandwagon that maybe they're upset about it or applies to them. But the whole meta discussion here, which is so interesting, is the Postmaster thing. How did this become a discussion more <laughs> than raising 
the limits, right? Now, I don't know about you, Sin, like I don't use my Postmaster for storage very much. Have you done that in the past? Like for Senate shards? And it's fair yeah. if you have. A, yeah. I you mean, have? I, I definitely have, right? I mean, especially mm-hmm. on when I'm... I don't have all three characters, right? I can see this being an issue for those one percenters that run all three characters and have everything unlocked and want to masterwork every single piece that they get. Yeah, I'm just asking about you. Yeah, we'll, we'll so, get to... Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so... I do have, I still have seven ascended alloy in my postmaster and 37 enhancement prisms. That was and after, any shards? Well, I did until tonight where I burned quite a few of them because mm-hmm. the, the thing with focusing the exotic armor is you use a lot of those ascended out or the ascended shards. And I burned quite a few of them. I probably burn through 10. Yeah. And, but just as a general question though, yeah, ascendant shards you've sometimes stored some what about other things in your postmaster like do you generally try to get the legendary engrams out or do you sometimes just let them sit there for a bit or do you are you messy with your postmaster or do you keep it very tidy and you know things are in there and you don't want them to ever get bumped or is it just kind of somewhere in between um i think for the most part i know what's in here i have a couple weapons that i was keeping that i wasn't sure if i was going to keep or not so i kept them in there because my character space usually has about one space open on it because i keep a bunch of weapons on there that i kind of alternate through i've been trying to get a little bit better with that but i have one two three four weapons a sparrow that i got that i didn't have room for the seven uh, ascended alloy and thirty-seven enhancement prisms, and that's that's it now. But yeah. again, that's because I burned through the the ascended shards themselves and got rid of those. But engrams I keep or dismantle, depending on what they are. Okay. There's so many, so many opinions I have about the postmaster. First of all, I don't even get why Bungie even ever allowed ascended shards to go in there in the first place. Because if you think about it, not everything can go to the postmaster. Yeah, a lot can. Ingrams, armor pieces, weapon pieces, ascendant shards up to 10, I mean, for at least a little bit longer. These, some things, but not everything can go there. Um, so why did they allow that to go there? They kind of set the problem up in their... <laughs> I Here's the thing. I really believe Bungie philosophically believes that the Postmaster should not be used that way. And I believe that way too. And I get it. Play how you want to play but you should not be storing things in your Postmaster. In fact, some games even do this, and I would prefer the Postmaster has a time limit for everything in it. You can only have stuff in there for the week, for the week, and then at reset, whatever you have in your Postmaster goes away. You know, it's just truly a temporary holding space. And that's just my opinion. That may sound harsh. I don't know. But I think the Postmaster thing should have been a separate discussion because even before this announcement came out, I was having some discussions with people like, well, Senate shards in the postmaster is a whole different weird complex thing. And really we shouldn't be using our postmasters this way, even though you can, and it's your right to, but I, it's just, that's not what it's really meant to do though. So you got to kind of think the writing could be in the wall at some point that Bungie would change it. And sure enough, they did. So they told us, and I think I want to believe him on this, although if you're part of the 1%, you may not believe it. But here's the thing. We can have 30 Ascendant Shards just in our main um, consumable inventory space now that is shared between the three characters. I think that is a huge plus. 
but what we won't be able to do is have any in the postmaster. I mean, any ones that you still have there, you'll get to keep, but once they go away with this new change, you won't be able to add any more. So people were doing the math pretty quickly. Like you said, well, we can have 30 total, but if we were doing it before, we could have 10 in our consumables that are shared and then 10 in each character's postmaster. So 10, 10, 10, 10, that's 40. And then, oh boy, we're getting a nerf <laughs> to send charts when it's they really, were trying to give us a buff. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, that's, that's like if you're using all three characters. Well, yes. We need to remember Bungie said less than 1%. Okay. So I can understand people are getting on the bandwagon. And even if you weren't doing this, the idea of it now that people have talked about it, you may be a little salty. But you weren't doing that, were you? Tell me if you were doing this. I only know one person that kind of claims they were on all three characters. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, not if on it's... all three characters. I mean, I may have done it at one point, maybe on a warlock, if I needed to do a GM or something, and I had a couple that went to a postmaster couple, there. But, but not the max of 40. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not a not something that I would regularly run and, and have the need for. But on the same token, with in reference to the discussion of what you ne- need to do to focus exotic pieces now, it's expensive to do that. So if you need 40 to do that, dang, that's a lot of pieces you're focusing. But on the same token, if you're maxing out anyway, no. Just, the, it, the point is just go run the stuff. You're going to run the stuff anyway. Just run it when you need them. That's a whole separate discussion that we've said many times over and other podcasts have to Hazel (laughs) about they're not that hard to get these days. I mean, it's not just GMs. There's many places you can get them, including buying them from Rahul. If you play the game, even an average amount, you can get easily one per week per once a month, worst case scenario, just by buying, buying one through other materials that you have. So yeah, that's a separate discussion. Sin like, Yes, we should be, even if we spend them all 10, 40, whatever the number is, people are going to spend them all, but they aren't that bad to get back. But I do do want to remind everyone, less than 1%. So what that means is the 99% rest of us, which is pretty much everyone who's hearing this, uh, unless everyone in our community is the one percenters, (laughs) but the 99%, everyone, everyone listening to this, we will be in a better situation. We don't have to go to a character to get them, move them around, whatever. They will be in the consumable available for all of our characters, easy and ready to go. I think it's a win, but let us know what you think. You know, write a comment on the podcast and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to talk about that. That was a fun one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting discussion. But... I think it's uh, it's it's going in the right direction, honestly, for me. Uh oh, you think it should be even more? No, I, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't care if it's more. I'm going to use what I have, and if I need more, I know where to get them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, who needs to focus that many or get that many things all at once? That's just, it's a lot to do. Just take your time, you know. Like, and even it's like you don't have to buy complete two sets on all three characters on the exact same day <laughs> spread it out some you know exactly so <laughs> all right um 
that's that. But, you know, Alois to 30, that's great. I don't think anyone said much about that. Um, and then Enhancement Prism's going to 100. Those all seem like normal pluses there, but right. I, I am interested also. Okay, that's pretty much it with the economy things. And, and then we have a little more news from the TWID. But uh, actually, one small line at the end here. They do say the changes announced today are a precursor to some larger economy changes that we will reveal in our near future. So this isn't everything. More to come. Yeah. <laughs> Magic right. Mike in the chat says, and I told you guys they were raising the economy last time. Well, you missed it because I, I predicted that too, Magic Mike. But uh, yeah, listen back to when the podcast episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah, nice to have you in here by the way we always like to give shout out to people in the live chat if we get a chance and if you have any questions for us let us know <laughs> all right let's get to the twid because i am excited to uh know a save of the date yes and that's it just a date nothing but a Aww. date we have a date. a date what is this date you may ask Wrath of the Machine. My well, fingers are still crossed for that. The the reprised raid that's coming out. Uh, so August twenty second is when the season starts. Um, I was hoping it would be the Friday after, especially since it's a reprised raid. Why make us wait two Fridays? Anyways, they announced September first will be the drop of the reprised raid that's coming back. And they did not give us any clues in the twit. I tried to read it multiple times. Nothing seems to have any wordage of what it may be. Yeah, I um, looked as well. I'm yeah. trying to see if anything stood out. No, not really. The only thing that stands out a little bit weird is they said a few things to keep in mind, just like when King's Fall and Vault of Glass returned, contest mode will be enabled for 48 hours. Like, it wasn't 48 hours back then. It was 24 Last last raid they did, it was 48, maybe 48 for Ron. Yeah. But I want to say the last reprised ones were all 24. Yeah, all the raids were 24 for the longest time. So it was, uh, they kind of messed up on the word, on the information there. But nonetheless, yeah. they're telling us it's going to be 48 hours again. Gross. Uh, with a start on Friday uh, and then going till Sunday before the. Um, the contest Sunday reset, yeah, yeah. Which is, honestly, for me, being that uh, that soon after the end of the month, I probably won't be playing it till Sunday anyway. Oh, I'm definitely going to be hopping in on Friday, but I'm not expecting to get very far. Contest mode is always annoying, but reprised raids I do like to hop in. I I have such strong opinions on new raids. I never like to hop in uh, on contest mode. But um, especially if it's Wrath. Now, maybe if it's something like Scourge coming back, I probably will not hop in on Friday because I'll be very salty. <laughs> <laughs> A little. Yeah, but even Leviathan um, and definitely Wrath Machine, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stay patient. And I'm going to be hopping on Friday, but I won't be expecting too much. And then we can uh, regroup again, of course, on Sunday or whenever when contest mode is done. Right. We'll figure it out. I think we're all not too stressed about it this time, but still, it could be exciting for me to check it out on Friday, depending on what rate it is. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what it, what uh, what it's going to be. I know, and we still probably won't know until August twenty second. <laughs> oh well, patience. A, a month away at this point. A little under a month, actually. Yeah. Uh, how many weeks? Let's see. Three weeks. Yeah. Just over three weeks. By the time this releases, about three weeks. So yeah. This release on Tuesday, which will be the first of so three weeks. Right on. You know, I wasn't even supposed to be here tonight. Um, yeah, I, misery I, business, I tell you. <laughs> I had a pair more concerts scheduled. And don't worry, like, we're, we're still into you. <laughs> you know, they don't like performing misery business. They said they, uh, that's an old song that they don't like anymore. But Well, they were I also never meant to break. mind. <laughs> You th- but, how many how many references do you think I can get in? And, hey, do you know all the new songs though? I like the new ones better, pretty much. I don't. But, I, yeah, uh, there you go. I am. Um, I'm caught bad in the middle. To- <laughs> You're caught in the middle between the old and the new songs. I know, right? <laughs> I might, might have to go in a uh, pair more listening spree. Yeah, but anyways, there was some illness. They didn't say who it was in the touring group, and but they got rescheduled for me for August thirteenth. So I will see him then instead. So I'm here after all, which I guess is good because um, Des wasn't able to make it. So you and me holding hands, skipping along the pathway. <laughs> Shirtless endeavor on a bike. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to keep throwing these inside jokes and like weird references out. Don't you worry. Yep. I'll never change. Never. <laughs> never. Never. Uh, anything else interesting in the twid? I'm looking through it right now. Now, vote for a map. Um, they do uh, make mention of the uh, Veil containment missions. They are continuing through the end of the season. And that's about it. You can go back and catch up uh, for anyone or any weeks you've missed. You just got to go and find the mission and play it. Uh, as, a, as a reference to that, you do have to finish something. You have to finish, I think, one of the missions to be able to unlock it, which I think at this point... Most of the players who've been playing consistently have already unlocked it. Yeah, but let me tell you more about it because I know in some other podcasts people weren't sure. Do you have to do the mission? Yes, you can do it. You can do catch up, but you don't have to keep doing the mission over and over again. When you're in the that room where you hear the audio cue, don't leave. Just interact again. You can just play all the audio cues in line, so it saves you a lot of time. So just go into the mission, get to that spot, listen to audio cue when it's done, listen again however many times you need to catch up. And it's well worth it. It is some good lore that's in there. Yeah, and I'm I'm guilty of not going back in there other than the first week. I, that was the only time I've ever touched it. But I think uh, at this point, maybe waiting to like a week or so before uh, reset uh, for the final week of the season, or uh, maybe just going in that last week and just knocking them all out at once. Yeah. All right. Um... Vote for a map for trials this week. Uh, they had a little bit on the uh, games for change and some known issues. And reminder, again, the raid race coming up, Elmer Fudd Games, putting this on with RNG Gator. If you don't there have a is. team yet, create a team. Have fun with all of us. And uh, what's that date again? The It's the week before reset, so it is. Or the August. weekend before reset so the 19th 19th 
I want to say the 12th, but it's the 19th. That's right. And um, do you know if there are any teams that have already registered outside of ours? We didn't even officially register yet. We still need to come up with a name and everything. For shame. <laughs> yeah. I don't For think shame. anyone's in too big of a rush right now, but at the same time, people need to practice. It's coming up sooner than you think. Well, I know we're going to be practicing on Saturday, actually. Don't give any secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to you have to think our competition would have to be listening to this, but uh maybe, yeah. maybe not. We still have competition. <laughs> everyone's competition and and no one's competition. And I mean that not in a stuck up way either. Like I think everyone can have fun and have a chance. And again, if there's some like try hard team that comes from like a splinter community and runs in here that's like not normal of like some of the communities, then all of us will get spanked. And then, uh, and also I want to see more teams just join up and just have fun. And we're all just kind of go, there could be fun groupings. Like you have like the, the top three teams that maybe have a chance competing together. And then you have a bunch of other people that are just kind of like, maybe not big time Raiders, but everyone's having fun. And then it would be really awesome to watch the stream and see how they pull together and who can, um, you know, on the fly, it's all about, in my opinion, not wiping. Yes, you got to move fast. You got to do boss phases. You generally want to get all the boss phases down to two phases. But um, if you can never wipe, that's one of the best things to go for at first. Yeah. So I know there's yep. a uh, couple groups over in GDC. What is one of them called? The Dino Nuggies and Goop Troop. And there's one other one. I can never remember the name. But uh, yeah, Fireteam Dino Nuggies calling you out. Join Goop Troop. You better join. And uh, the third one that I can never remember the name of. Join. So what are you even talking about? These are groups that haven't joined, but they're just... Yeah, they're like little groups over like little... Like you said, So you don't groups. even know if they're interested then. You're just calling things out. Okay, I got calling them out now to join. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's how I roll. Well, again, I'm calling out... Uh, yeah, Sin sometimes doesn't know what's happening, but no, I'm calling out anyone who wants to join at all, no matter where you are. Again, let me know, DM me, and I can get you into our Patreon for a couple months for free. Base Mafia, that's the other one. I found it. Just to, uh, well, again, people may not even keep those names. I mean, we got to come up with a name too. We're pro. Uh, After Dark? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'd be too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll just have to do that because nothing else is coming to mind. Repeat hey, winners. Hey, in the chat, let us know. <laughs> or if we haven't come up with a name before uh, next, uh, you know, when this episode comes out. <laughs> hey, if if we like your name, we'll give you lots of credit. Doesn't mean we'll use it for sure, but let us know. The, the Awoken. Mm, just go something. Too uh, normal. Too boring. Too normal. <laughs> yeah. After Dark would be better than The Awoken. <laughs> Only Sins? Can we, can we finally no, use that no, for something? No. Maybe. I don't know. Damn. We got to get everyone on board. We'll, we'll get our <laughs> DM group chat going. Fair enough. I don't want ideas from you, Sin. I want ideas from the general public. We'll hear your ideas in our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Team, team Diablo? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 50 yes. Shades of Magic Mike. I mean, that's not bad. 
<laughs> Poor Magic Mike in the chat. Going to get the brunt of that. So real quick about Diablo, and then we can close up here. Um, new season of Diablo. What do we think of it? It's interesting. Um, I mean, a little bit of time that I have been playing on it. I've not really been listening to a lot of the storylines or the voice lines in there. I've just been skipping through them and just running the content. Um, definitely interesting. Added a new aspect to the season where you got these little things you got to interact with or hearts or something. and Or you might know better what they're called. Yeah, caged hearts and yeah. caged hearts and uh, whatnot. But um it's interesting, right? Because you have to rerun a lot of the side missions. Some of the stuff carries over from what they call their eternal realm, the non-seasonal realm. And uh, like your altars of Lilith, but you have to log into that character first. And you have to rerun all the side quests, you know, for the renown. No, you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. But if yeah. you want the renown, you have to. But um, but that's yeah, nothing I mean, to do with the seasonal stuff. No, really. no, no. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's good. Um, to me, it's a good opportunity. You know, if you're looking to make another character, just make it as a seasonal yes. character and start yeah. fresh, go through the content, and, and do it that way. It's a great opportunity to learn a new character and, you know, find which, which one or class works best for you. I started a rogue this season. Um, I had a barbarian and a sorcerer uh, from the Eternal Realm or non-seasonal character. But uh, Rogue seems to be working pretty well. I, I used to traditionally be a barbarian in Diablos of past, um, where Whirlwind was usually one of the top builds that you could do. And I felt that barbarian, you know, during this Diablo is a little lackluster. I felt Sorcerer so far has done really well, and so has the Rogue. With very minimal effort to building out some of the skill trees so far, it, it's, it's viable. It's, it's viable it's viable and fun to play. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you what I think too about, and I did finish the seasonal story. Uh, well, at least the main guided through you story. And then there's still things you can grind for end game within the season. But, um, and I'm going to kind of compare this to destiny seasons. Cause this is really my first experience with another game season pass bar and mission and everything. And I didn't really do it in Diablo three. I kind of tried, half-assed once and haven't played other games with season pass bars but you can have so the season pass bar ten dollars for if you want the deluxe version there's a free version and a deluxe and the free doesn't get you much but the deluxe gets you tons way more than destiny does there are tons of ornaments um weapon skins um, you know, armor ornaments, all sorts of shit. Like it kind of puts the destiny one to shame for the you know same price or even slightly cheaper. And here's what's also interesting: the only thing you pay for is if you want that premium season pass. The campaign, the story is free no matter what. We also don't get that in Destiny, right? If right. we go into the season, we get maybe the opening mission, but we don't get the rest of the seasonal campaign stuff unless we pay for it now i don't think that's bad i kind of wonder how diablo can afford it maybe they're just all the whales are buying tons of ornaments and stuff and i'll gladly pay 10 20 dollars a season in destiny for missions and campaigns and stuff but again the since this is my first experience with another game and how they do their season pass bar it is quite interesting i think bungie could learn a lot from this well i'm sure they know this it's just it's probably like too hard for them to change it after the fact 
another interesting thing that other games do, and this we're also seeing this in Diablo, is if you go all the way through the season pass bar, and let's say you bought the premium one, and then you won't quite have enough for the very next season, but definitely two seasons later, you have enough of the in-game currency that you can actually buy. They let you buy the season with that in-game currency. So you can really, if you play the game a lot, um, only pay like every other season, like maybe $10 twice a year, something like that. Maybe even less if you play it a certain way. So that was I found really interesting also. And I know, again, a lot of people already know this from other games, but um, I'm liking it. Um, the story was quite fun. Uh, and I think the changes they made, they have like different kind of um, aspects, just like Destiny has the um, uh, freaking, um, sorry, the uh, artifact, you know, with different things that you can spec into. And uh, those are good. And of course, they'll change it in the season. And then they have like a journey, which is think about like triumphs or seasonal challenges for Destiny. And, um, also, I'll try to be fair because I'm new with the game of Diablo, so right now it's all exciting with the season stuff. I can't see myself doing this maybe every season in the long term, but I've liked it enough this season, and I'll probably do it every once in a while or maybe next season at least. But the journey, the triumphs type of thing that you need to do also seem a little more varied and a little more interesting than what we have to do in Destiny. And I don't think it's just because... Um, I play Destiny forever. It's just that Destiny, you know, we have so many things. We have PvP that people may not like, like me, or Gambit things, or PvE, but like Diablo's all PvE, and so on. there's so many more things they can pick from that are interesting. It's not all like, PvE. well, yeah, but that part, no one cares about the little PvP part. There, in fact, there's no challenges that I saw in there for that part. It's, it's basically <laughs> right. all PvE. And, and what I mean is there's tons to it. So their journey, their version of Triumphs are actually a lot more interesting because they have a lot more to pick from to get done. Right. So it doesn't seem as boring. So just my thoughts. Um, I think uh, it was, it's a good, you know, I, and at first I wasn't sure too because it's, it was a little like kind of weird starting over. Um, you know, it, some people have said, well, that's a stupid idea. But like, again, and then I hear people in Destiny saying like, we miss leveling. So it's like, which side are you on? You know? Right. But it's, uh, it's <laughs> definitely a different, different flip. And I know Diablo three there towards, you know, for a while, you could actually reset a character you've already played, keep all your equipment, basically. I oh, yeah. Keep all your equipment. Or they might have, they put, they might have sent your equipment to your stash and you had to start, you just reset a character and start over. Um, but you didn't have to create a new character at that point. But I'm okay with a leveling grind in it. I think that's, yeah. that's half the fun. Mm -hmm. The thing about Diablo I'm also noticing compared to Destiny is I don't feel like there's as much range in Destiny of feeling like, I mean, yeah, if you're way underpowered in, in, in Destiny, you're not going to be able to go into like a Ron raid or a GM or something like that and do anything. But other than like that power thing, a build of basically nothing masterwork to build of just base stats versus a build of like min-maxing masterwork, if you, because I know how both those feel because I've been on my hunter with nothing really going on and I've been slowly building it up and like, yeah, it feels a little bit better, but not a lot. 
but in Diablo, you have this much wider range, and I guess it could be considered power creep down the road, but you feel pretty underpowerful. Then all of a sudden, things start to click, and it's like three times more powerful. It's like, whoa, it's like this huge, you know, <laughs> you're like just having so much fun. And then you think like, well, if I'm having so much fun, this is going to get boring. No, there's Nightmare Level 3, Nightmare Level 4, and it's the whole world. Can you imagine if we could go into patrols sin on like a higher level, just world right. traveling? No, not everyone would want to. You don't have to. In Diablo, you don't have to either. But like we're having, we're really powerful in Destiny, and, we're, and then we get bored like a few weeks later because we're too powerful. But then we can just crank it up a level. Let's do Destiny Level 3 now. And then, uh, but the drops then, are also basically scaled for that too, because you get better drops, like sacred yeah. versions. They're gold or they're they're exotic type, you know, weapons that have perks on them. You start getting better equipment too to go along with that to help with that uh, difficulty. Yeah, and shout out to Hammer, another person who joined the chat. Yeah, you look like a scrub though. I'm assuming in Destiny, if you don't have a gold board around all your armor, yeah, definitely. I I feel that too. I even have to remind myself. I haven't masterworked this all the way, and I don't necessarily need to for what I'm doing right now, but it doesn't have the gold border around it, so it feels so incomplete. <laughs> right? I'm sure you feel that way too, Sin. Yeah, I mean, in some instances, but from our discussion earlier, I, I went and redid some of my armor anyway, just so I could yeah. uh, max them out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's just our little Diablo talk at the end. Um, you know, we talked about all the Destiny stuff. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else on your plate, Sin, or any last-minute questions from the chat before we start wrapping up. It was a shorter show for tonight. I mean, if you ask my uh, kiddo who's with me now, um, he would probably say, let's go play some Minecraft. I know he's been itching to do that. <laughs> and, um, but no, that's, that's, a, that's about it. I, I mean, I'm ready for the season to be over and into the next uh, season with a raid. Uh, give me a little more reason to jump in because raiding is typically what I like to jump in for. I know I... We did the one tonight, and we have uh, one set up on Saturday, and I missed that fall to glass here earlier uh, yesterday, so earlier on in the week. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to do a little more raiding here as the season comes to an end uh, in preparation for that raid race and also raiding uh, next season with a new one. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, Awesome. Yeah, good good talk about all that stuff. And uh, let us know when you're listening to this after the fact. If you have any comments, you can come into our um, questions for the show. Chat, put them in there. Anywhere sure, you want. Sure. You can put them in general. It'll work fine for us. Yeah. Anyway, hey, I do want to give a shout-out to Guardian Downcast. They just had their four-year anniversary. They're just, they're, a little past, they're just a little behind us. I'm trying to remember always. Was it like four months after we started? Like two or three months. Two or three months. I thought it was like yeah. three or four, but it doesn't matter. But um, yeah. So congrats on that. Again, some of us are third wave Destiny podcasts. I count like, you know, us of in the Owl Sector Alliance and Two Titans and a Hunter. They started before us. And of course, Potato Thumbs were before us. But um, I don't know. Potato Thumbs can almost be considered second wave. But uh, <laughs> shout out to right. all of us that are still around and holding strong with podcasting. So still congrats, going. Guardian Down on four years. GGs. Yep. All right. Unless you're saying they reach the mark where they're about to uh to stop play or to stop podcasting. Why would I say that? I don't know. 
Did you reach the mark, Sin? Are you done? (laughs) No. I'm still going strong, even though I snuck into Diablo at the moment. (laughs) I need to sneak (laughs) some food after this. I'm hungry. (laughs) but uh, And I'm tired, too. I got like three hours of sleep last night. So we are closing the door here. Maybe we'll have a after dark. But um, regardless, uh, Sin, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me slaying some bandits in Diablo 4 currently. Twitter, sin underscore media. And, of course, here in the Discord as Lair of Hardwood. Thanks to Cato for his Patreon name change. <laughs> Kingsley uh, Necromancer, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me as Kingsley Mac, all the places. Or Kingsley or Necromancer, something with the word Kingsley. Um, I am King Scumbag or something, Dimebag something in GDC. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to that. Just listen to that episode. Um, And uh, you can find information about our show, most importantly, on our lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Well, thank you so much, Sin. And thank you to Des. Hopefully getting some rest. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) And we will talk to you all and have a good week. See ya. Bye.